My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Thursday the 25th of August. I'm Sam. I'm Zara. It's been six months since Russia invaded Ukraine. It's the largest European conflict in decades and has already claimed the lives of thousands of civilians and displaced 13 million Ukrainians from their home. We'll catch you up on everything you need to know in the deep dive. But first, Zara, what's making headlines this morning? Aussie independent news website Crikey has been sued for defamation by Lachlan Murdoch, the son of Rupert Murdoch. The Australian Federal Court received an application for defamation from Murdoch's lawyer and comes after Crikey publicly challenged Murdoch to take legal action against them earlier this week. There's some new analysis from the Australian Bureau of Statistics. They've found that 3.6 million Australians have experienced emotional abuse by a partner. The ABS used data from its personal safety survey in 2016 to conduct the analysis and found that over 60% of these Australians were women. A fan who attended the Wimbledon men's final this year has begun defamation proceedings against Nick Kyrgios after the Aussie tennis player described her as a woman who looked like she had had about 700 drinks during a break in play. Kyrgios made a complaint to the umpire about the fan's behaviour while he was playing, with a spectator now saying that Kyrgios's claim was entirely baseless. And today's good news, a 17-year-old Belgian-British man is set to finish his journey flying around the world solo. Mac Rutherford's journey started on the 23rd of March and has included travelling through 52 countries across five continents. In doing so, he'll become the youngest man to complete the feat, with his sister holding the title as the youngest woman to complete the solo journey around the world. That is a uh, talented family. Okay, Sam, let's start with the basics today. Why did Russia invade Ukraine six months ago? Well, why don't we go back to the 24th of February? That's the day where Russian President Vladimir Putin launched what he called a special military operation for the, quote, demilitarization of Ukraine. Now, Putin referenced Ukraine's desire to join NATO, and NATO is a Western military alliance, as a reason for the invasion. And that's because Russia sees the, quote, eastward expansion of NATO as a threat. All right. So six months on, what have the consequences of this invasion been? Well, why don't we start with looking at the human impact? About 13 million Ukrainians are said to have been displaced from their homes since the war began, which is just under one third of the entire Ukrainian population. The chief of the Ukrainian armed forces said this week that nearly 9,000 military personnel have been killed. Now, according to the most recent information we have from the United Nations, there have also been over 5,500 civilian deaths in Ukraine and over 7,800 civilians injured. But it's important to remember here, and the UN acknowledges this, that they think the actual figures are much higher than this. So that's the human toll. Where is actually this war up to? Well, Western officials have said the war is at what they're calling an operational deadlock. And that means neither side has made any significant gains of late. Think about it as a a stalemate in a game of chess. 
However, we are hearing that a large Russian offensive could begin as soon as this week. And the US government has said they have information that Russia is stepping up efforts to launch strikes in the coming days. All right. So we know that that actually coincides with a really important date. Yesterday was Ukraine's Independence Day, as well as the six-month anniversary of the Russian invasion. What's the significance of that date? It's a huge day for Ukraine. Independence Day is the main state holiday in the country, and it celebrates Ukraine's independence from the Soviet Union in 1991. Now, this is normally a really big celebration with a parade and music and street activities, but because of the heightened threat of a Russian attack, Ukrainian authorities have banned the festivities. Now, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said that while the day was important for them, it was, quote, also important for our enemy, and that's Russia, and that hideous Russian provocation and brutal strikes are possible. Okay, so there's Independence Day, but there's also been another news event relating to Ukraine and Russia in the last week that has also contributed to these raised tensions. Talk to me about Daria Dogana. So Daria Dogana was the 29-year-old daughter of a key ally to Vladimir Putin. So think about somebody really in the inner circle of the Russian president. Now, she was killed in a car bombing outside of Moscow over the weekend, which Russian authorities claim to have been carried out by Ukraine. Now, the Russian foreign minister, his name is Sergei Lavrov, he said there'd be no mercy for those involved in her death. On the Ukrainian side, however, they've denied any involvement in that car bombing. All right. So I don't want to overload everyone, but on top of the already heightened tensions over this death and over Independence Day, we've also been hearing about a risky situation with the Ukrainian power plant. This is all coming from the UN. And they've raised grave concerns about fighting near the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in southeast Ukraine. And this is actually the largest nuclear power plant in the entire continent. Rosemary DiCarlo, who's the UN's Undersecretary General for Political and Peacebuilding Affairs, that's a wordy job title, said potential damage to Zaporizhia would be, quote, suicidal, and that it was imperative for both Russia and Ukraine to stop military activities around the plant. That's some scary stuff. I feel like at the start of this conflict, there was a lot of international interest and we heard a lot of world leaders coming out condemning Russia's action. What is the latest on how Western nations are responding to the situation now? Well, we're getting very used to Western leaders coming out and condemning Russia's actions in Ukraine. It's popping up pretty much when any countries have bilateral or multilateral chats. It's a topic of conversation. They say that Russia's actions breach international law and that Russia has carried out war crimes. Yesterday, the U.S. government announced a further $3 billion U.S. billion in aid for Ukraine, which it said will provide war resources for years to come. And part of that is about training up Ukrainian forces. I think that's a really difficult thing to come to terms with, is that this war could extend for years. Are we any closer to peace? Not particularly. I can't really say that with confidence we are any closer to peace than we were a couple of months ago. While there have been very few recent offensives that have marked significant progress in the war, and we know that because it's not in the headlines every day, both sides are said to be preparing for future large-scale attacks in the next couple of months. In his most recent address to his nation, Zelensky told Ukrainians they were still fighting against, quote, the most dreadful threat to our statehood and urged his people to continue following safety orders, especially on Independence Day. 
There's something to be said for the conversation that we have often on the Daily Oz, which is around news fatigue. So six months is a long time for a country to be plagued by war. And it's definitely important that we continue to highlight the human cost uh, and the personal cost that this war plays out on the Ukrainian people. Thanks for joining us today on The Daily Oz. If you did learn something from today's episode on Russia and Ukraine, don't forget to hit subscribe so that there is an episode waiting for you every morning when you roll out of bed. We'll be back again tomorrow, but until then, have a great day.